Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the Surreal Global Fantasy Football Podcast. This week it's just myself, Hybe. I'm delighted to be joined by F.I. Potter to discuss his six months on the platform, focusing on, on under-23 players and much, much more. So Potter, it's a pleasure to have you on. Welcome. Hi, Hybe. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so... I said six months there, but I think it's actually been about seven months. So 15th of February, you, you joined the platform. Quite a, quite a bit of time you, you've been on. Do you want to tell us about your, your background, how you found Surreal, how you started to, to play the game? Yeah, so um, I joined, like you say, middle of February, um, having initially looked at it um, probably last summertime. Um, I was sort of initially put off um, sort of by the, the prices that I saw um, sort of popping up on the timeline, uh, thinking that you had to know about the J-League, K-League, things like that, which obviously naive at the time because you don't. You sort of focus on the leagues that you want to, really. Um, I think I saw a, at the time a, a Kale Navas. It must have been a unique card selling for thousands. And obviously, I didn't know about the platform um, much at all at the time. And I thought, I'm never going to be able to get involved in this. Um, so I just sort of left it there, um, was enjoying at the time, for Glindex, like a lot of other people that joined, um, I was making good money and enjoying there at the time. So I just left it on the back burner um, until sort of later in the summer, coming into winter when things started to go pear-shaped um, on the other platform. Um, started to look into it a bit more, but at the time I was obviously losing money. Um, so I didn't want to pull out as things were going badly on FR. So I'd wait, I'd wait for an upturn, try and pull a bit of money out and put it into into so rare that it didn't um, sort of work out like that. Got to Christmas time, I started chatting to Mark McBride quite a lot, um, who's been a massive help to me, especially at the beginning. Um, and still to this day, I start with, I was messaging him almost daily, really. Um, so, so after Christmas, I pulled about 30% of my investment, um, give or take, out of FI and put it into so rare. Um, and sort of as the boom really kicked off, to be honest, um, I was buying buying a player within 48 hours. I could sell for, for double, sometimes even more. I thought, oh, I wish I'd have joined early if it's uh, if it's this easy. Obviously, that lasted about a month or so. Um, made really good money on my initial investment. I sort of judging by so rare data, I probably almost doubled my my initial investment pretty quickly. Um, but things obviously settled down. Um, I saw a lot less flipping going on as things settled down. Um, and I've sort of moved into the sort of the, the SO5 arena. It was sort of a pretty haphazard approach to start with, sort of no real focus on a, a division. It was sort of try and get as many cards as possible, put out a few sides, see how it works. Um, I still sort of overtrade to this day. And it wasn't sort of probably until the summer um, that I thought, right, this season I'm going to sort of concentrate on under 23. So I only won one card towards the end of last season. And then I've won four this season, sort of from the end of July, start of August to now, um, of which four have been in the under-23 division, which sort of, I guess, um, vindicated my decisions to concentrate on that on that division. And uh, I sold off a lot of the cars I wasn't using to try and focus on quality over quantity. Um, so rather than having sort of five, six average or okay sides out, I wanted to really have three really good sides out. And um, it's worked out okay so far. I mean... I've, I've hit the, um, the threshold more often than not in the um, in the global. I won a, a tier three in there, but yeah, 
in um in the under 23 division i'm sort of up there quite a lot of the time especially at weekends in midweek haven't been quite so well but yeah i'm really enjoying it sort of more than ever at the moment i'm excited for um what the future holds very nice i think what you've just described there that journey starting off having a look at this and buying cards just all over the place i think so many people have done that and continue to do so it's quite an easy way of joining the platform and sort of just getting sucked into i like that player i like that player oh they're on auction they're available now and before you know it you've got all sorts in your collection and you do see people all all the time using powell and and others to then maybe sell off their gallery and as you've done consolidate or focus on a specific region once you've built up that understanding of the game and it sounds like you get much more enjoyment from it. So obviously there's there's great enjoyment from flipping cards and doubling your money in a month. But I think getting four four card wins from this new approach, the under-23s, and knowing that you're able to use them week in, week out for quite a long period of time going, going forward, is that more exciting than the flipping off the cards? Yeah, I think, um, so yeah, to start with, I was really enjoying the flipping side, but now... My main enjoyment comes from, even though I'm only picking three, occasionally four four sides, sort of sitting down, go, going through my gallery, deciding what players to, to put in, in which division, into which side, looking at all the fixtures. I mean, the, the enjoyment I get from that, and then obviously the SO5 at the weekends, and um, the buzz you get from, say, your, your player scoring or seeing you sitting 10th on the leaderboard and stuff like that is sort of um, the, where I get the real the real buzz from it. Um, I finished, I think it was ninth or 10th um, a few weeks ago in the under 23 division. Nice. And it was only, sorry. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I was only, um, I think it was two or three places off um, tier one, which I was pretty, you know, gutted about at the time. But I spoke to a couple of people who said often the, um, the, the better tier two, there's not a lot of difference between sort of the lower, the lower tier ones. And, um, it turns out I looked through the, the pool and there's a couple I picked out and one of them was the uh, midfielder at final, Cockchew. Yeah. How you, how you pronounce it. And uh, and uh, I remember the reward coming through at work and uh, just opening it up and, and seeing that I'd, I'd won him and started wheel, wheeling away at work and knowing quite a few what was going on. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's great fun. Yeah, that buzz off the, the wins, especially those tier ones or... or even tier twos at that that level can be really quite exciting, can't they? I, I know that feeling myself. You, you definitely get a buzz, and I think that's one of the most exciting parts about Surreal, that that regular buzz, the bi-weekly. We're not going to win every week, but you know you've got another chance in a couple of days' time. You can, you can restudy your teams, look at the form, look at the fixtures, and get another set of lineups in and go at it all over again. Yeah, the um, the, I mean, the, the thought also why I focus on the 23s is just the thought of really sort of striking lucky one week, finding a say Donnarumma, Mbappe, Alfonso Davis, Joe Felix in the prize pool, finishing in that top three and having the, the chance to win sort of a rare card of that of that value. Um, you only have to strike lucky once to get it. I think I saw a guy on the timeline last summer win Mbappe. So I mean, if if I won Mbappe, I'd I'd find it hard to sell him, but that would easily, if I did it, would easily cover my initial investment. So, yeah, the thought the thought of possibly winning an Mbappe was, um, yeah, probably one of the reasons I really decided to focus on it. 
Tom, who we had on the pod in the in the early days, and and uh, again at another point, actually managed to win two Mbappes. <laughs> he, he, he bought an Mbappe, sold an Mbappe, and then won two Mbappes, I believe. So yeah, he's done very very well. But as you say, it's that chance. It's almost that golden ticket, isn't it? So yeah. If you want to win these types of players, you've got a higher chance of doing so by entering in, in certain divisions. Do you know, I, I quite enjoy being able to enter and improve my knowledge in other divisions. So I don't take MLS or I don't take the, the Asian leagues too seriously, but I do put a, a lineup in. I'm trying to improve that as I go, but it's not my, my main focus. Like yourself, it's Champion Europe and it's Challenger Europe, but with primarily younger players. Just looking at your collection of these guys now, and so many of them I have as well, and the ones that I don't, <laughs> pretty much all of them are, are players that I want or are on my list. So, yeah, there's definitely a something something cool about building up these these young teams, being able to see them progress as well, but also what they can return you. Um, the value of some of the the prize pools and the under twenty threes is not to be sniffed at. I was just looking at the other day there and just about every single reward like there's minimum 500 pound or a thousand pound last sale price on these players so even if they're not the player that you need to enhance your lineup you're probably able to, to sell them quite quickly to the market for for a decent amount so yeah and yeah. then you also if you're selling to the market and then i can say i won a 600 pound card and i wasn't that keen on keeping the card if i sold it to the market then i could probably get a player for that price that I'm really keen on. So exactly. Um, yeah. Gives you that ability to build up. So I just wanted to go back to you mentioned um, Mark McBride and so many people we talk to talk about and on Twitter talk about the, the help that Mark's given. And I know he's been a fantastic ambassador um, for the, the platform and helps so many people in the community via via side groups. What kind of a, advice or support? would you give to, to new managers coming into the, the game now? So some of the stuff that, that maybe you've learned from others along the way, like Mark. Well, I think, to be fair, whenever whenever, whenever anyone joins the platform, there's going to be mistakes. Um, my biggest mistake now is just still over-trading. I think you've got to have the reason in clearing your mind why you're buying the player and just and just trust your, sort of, um, trust your judgment, really, um, more than anything. And also, just make sure you enjoy the platform. Because I think um, after what happened with um, Football Index, I was very wary about how much money I wanted to put in. So make sure you're not overdoing it in terms of your outlay. Because I've got full faith in the platform, as does I'm sure everyone else. But just make sure you you don't over commit, if, if you like, if things did go wrong. To be honest, yes. I think that's always always good advice, isn't it? So I also have a, a lot of faith in this platform. But like you, I'm one of the, the FI survivors and I know that experience. And it's it's something that obviously helps you going forward, potentially allows you to then make better decisions, better choices. I, know, I certainly know on, on FI, there was a lot of people who were maybe a bit overexposed. And this platform, I don't know if it, it doesn't quite feel the same way. Um, it maybe feels slightly different, but yeah, definitely sage advice not to, to overextend stay within your, your budget and treat it as a game you know it's it's not about a race to the top and, and trying to make as much money as as possible that that will come potentially if this platform grows as as we hope it, it does but 
the important thing is to, to enjoy it, actually enjoy the product. If you're if you're not really enjoying the product, then maybe don't invest too much. Yeah, yeah completely agree. I think if, if you have, if, like I said, if you have overinvested, you're probably not over, you're not overly enjoying the product. If you're not seeing the returns in SO5, you're not hitting that ETH that you sort of um, the threshold each week that you sort of budgeted for, then you are going to get stressed about it. And also that's going to in turn mean you're not enjoying the platform. You're always thinking about the money that you have invested rather than actually getting the enjoyment of the SO5, which is really great fun, which I, I to be fair, completely underestimated before I joined because I think I, I looked at it and thought, I'm not going to enjoy it as much as the, obviously the PB race on FI was just great fun. I didn't think I'd get that enjoyment on so rare. And I, to be fair, especially lately, I, I couldn't have been more wrong. Uh, opening up the app, seeing where you are on the table, seeing the scores your players, players have got. I mean, the fun I get from, from this is far more than I thought I would even when I first joined. I'm very similar. Prior to this, I was never really a, an FPL player. I never... I would join it every year, join a group with, with friends or work colleagues and give it up after a few weeks and get bored with it. So I thought, this, this is fairly similar. It's fantasy football. I wonder how my appetite will evolve. For it. But I think the, the, the auctions initially drew me in. So they, they're so exciting, aren't they? So building up these yeah. players, setting four o'clock alarms. I know it's less of a thing nowadays. That was really exciting and drew, drew you in. And then building up these teams and being able to, to use them in, in SO5, I'm completely hooked. I, I don't I don't miss putting my, my lineups in. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite surprised at how this game ha, has hooked me in. It's definitely got a, a draw and I think it's it's not just a fantasy football element, it's the collectability element, it's the community as well. There's, as we know, there's all these other third party and side games and I think there's going to be more and more of these coming. So all sorts that are possible on this platform. So yeah, I think there's, there's so many things that keep me hooked in. Yeah, I can completely agree with you. And so with the, the name, I'm assuming we're a, a Potters fan. Yes, um, as you can tell, I haven't got the accent from uh, from uh, Stoke, I actually um, followed my dad because he's been a Stoke fan um, all his life. Um, comes from being a goalkeeper when he was younger, and sort of Peter Shilton, Gordon Banks. And I've uh, unfortunately followed him, and uh, yeah, we've had a season ticket up there for God must be fifteen years now, probably. To me, so I live three hours away from um, <laughs> Stoke, so yeah, three hours there, three hours back. Um, I have to say, probably the last couple of years in the Prem and sort of in the Championship haven't been quite as much, but certainly the first seven or eight years in the Prem and our promotion year in the Championship, um, the year before that, we very rarely missed a home game, went to the odd away game. Um, but yeah, now I've um, got a partner, it's a little, little bit more difficult to take take the whole weekend uh, to go up there to watch Stoke. But um, yeah, uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm stuck with them now. Uh, there's worse teams to be stuck with, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. But not not doing too badly this season. Up there, fifth in the table. Yeah, we could have gone top last night. Um, the Barnsley keeper had the game game of his life. Um, we had, we had a sending off late on, but on another day we should be we should sort of scoring three or four with the the chances we had from the um, the bits I watched on on TV. But it's, we've seemed to have sort of more young, vibrant players compared to when O'Neill first joined. And also we've got Vrancic in from Norwich, who's um, we needed someone more technical on the ball, technical on the ball in the middle of the park. So I'm actually quite hopeful for this season. I don't think we'll, we'll finish top two, but 
if we could finish in the top six, um, that'd be a great achievement. We were, we were rock bottom when O'Neill joined. Um, I think we'd won two of the first 14 games um, a couple mm. of years ago. So the turnaround that he's managed is um, remarkable. And if if Stoke were on the platform, are there any players that you would want to own? Yeah, there are there are quite a few. They'd be um, mainly collectible for me. They, they I do overtrade, but I don't think I'd be overtrading um, Tyrese Campbell, um, Harry Souter. Nathan Collins moved to the Premier League, but I think Souter will be the next one. Um, from us, young centre half, absolutely brilliant, brilliant in the air, brilliant on the ball, and um, certainly far too good for us. So the next, he'll be off in the next couple of years. Um, Nick, Nick Powell, he was at United, um, another technical player, good on the ball. He'd probably um, be another one. And Joe Bursic, our young and England twenty-one keeper as well. With those four, will be my first, my first pickups. I would definitely need to pick up one of them. Fletcher, ex-heavy. Oh yeah, he's had he's had a few injury problems since he joined us. He um he's very when he plays um he's been very good in the games that I've been to and, and watched. But he's just had a, sort of the odd knee problem. I think he had a problem. I'm not actually sure what his other injury was, but sort of kept kept him out a few weeks. But when he plays, he's he's pretty influential influential for us. He was he's linking up well with Campbell before Campbell did his um cruciates. They were quite a lethal um force up top we were second before Campbell got injured last year in November yeah he's a good good player as a youngster with us he was you could see he was levels ahead of other players in our team he was trying to do stuff and he was just you know thinking two or three steps ahead ahead of them you could see the frustration there but yeah definitely a talent but I think his career just not quite went as well as it could have I suppose that no, happens yeah. you Same can tell you yeah he's, he's, he's got it I think we we Going from Sheffield Wednesday, so it's probably a little bit of a step up to Stoke, but he's he might was he now 30, 33 is he now? Yeah, so, 33, 34. So yeah. I think that's it. So other than Stoke players, I don't think we're going to have any Stoke players on the platform soon. What teams would you like to, to see onboarded next? Well, in terms of exposure for the game and, and getting it to the masses, um, you probably can't look far past United, the likes of Sancho, um, Greenwood, Man City. Um, I think these sorts of players are going to be um, far out of my um, my budget. But the Grealish, um, my old FI favourite, Canseo. Um, the the one player probably that I'd love to see the price of. I really enjoy watching the unique auctions of these big players. I'm looking forward to the messy one. But um, Erling Haaland, um, I think even his limited card could could attack, attract quite a bit of um, money. The, uh, the price of limiteds over the last couple of days. Just, I, I was planning on actually getting a limited side and um, the, the prices are just, even to begin with, were just far higher than I was anticipating, which I guess can only be a good thing as more and more users. I saw your tweet earlier saying 3,300 new users in the past week, but I was hoping to get, because I haven't got a Champion Europe rare side, I was hoping to get a, a Champion Europe limited side, but I think I'm going to be priced out at the, at the moment, but the likes of Haaland, Grealish, Sancho, those sorts of players, I think they, especially the uniques, could go for um, well, unbelievable sums. I think the, the potential of this platform is still pretty untapped. I think because it's 36,000 users and it's a global platform, I think, I mean, I, sort of barely scratching the surface. So I joined obviously a lot later than you, yourself, but hopefully we're still very early adopters and just sort of only getting started because I think there's so much room to grow. I mean, if I, I've mentioned to a few of my mates about it, I'd say 90% of them have never heard of it, even even the ones that were 
that's sort of on other platforms. So um, I, I do think that this this platform could um, could really go places. I mean, the two tickets this week from uh, for La Liga. Hopefully, this is just the start of um, things to come. Yeah, that that was a fantastic win for for Miko, wasn't it? Game week two hundred. He went out and specifically targeted that special weekly, buying a whole bunch of new limited cards. And as, as you say, they're, they're not cheap. Some of the, the premium ones are going for some hefty prices. You know, we're, we're talking four figures for yeah, some yeah. of the, the top players there. Um, but I, I have noticed that there are lots of cards going for the, the £2 to £5 mark as well. So if you can do your homework, you will be able to put together some really fantastic future limited sides potentially you know guys that are coming back from injury guys that are not on as many people's radars but we know that the Barca the, the Ajax the you know yeah. the, these youngsters are, are going to go for some serious prices there definitely I am um, I, I saw a, I can't remember who it was that posted yesterday that he bought was it Medina I think it's Medina that he bought his limited card um, yesterday that he bought it for more than he bought his rare card for 12 months ago so yeah. that, I think that just shows how far the platform's come in, in the last year it definitely has I, I've noticed a few cards that I own and I've seen their limiteds going for, for higher higher amounts um, than I originally purchased them and, and some of them are 12 months on or, or 6 months on but yeah, it, it does show the, the significant increase there. So you were talking about trying to get into the, the limited and maybe a, getting a, a champion Europe side there. Did you notice the, the bundles today that were added? No, I, no, I haven't actually. So I am um... Bundles of five, all from the same club, and they all include a keeper. So they're like SO5 ready to go. What sort of prices? I haven't looked at that. So they've got... Well, we've got 16 hours to go on them, so they, they vary in price. But there's one here at 30 pound. There's others that are up in the, the 100 to 200 pound mark. But yeah, there's there's one still sitting at sort of 26, 30 pound. Who's that? Let's go into this one. Real Betis with Fakir, Canales, Carvalho, Ruiz, and Claudio Bravo. And that one's currently sitting at 26 pound. I actually might get involved with that, but um... it looks like there's quite a lot. There's 10 pages of them. So there's lots available. So how many cards is that? Well, there's, four, there's 450 defenders, 420 forwards, 365 goalkeepers, and 590 midfielders. So, yeah, there's a, a good chunk of cards in there. I think my, my problem is, I, I think, right, I'll, I'll, save, I'll save up now. I'll, I won't put any in or make up a sale or hopefully um, sort of grind the ETH and um, leave it in the balance for a while. Then I'll be able to get sort of um, a good limited side together. And then, knowing me, it'll get to um, a fr- sort of Friday or whatever, and uh, I'll see a good price on the secondary, or I'll see a, an auction coming up, and I won't be able, be able to help myself. It's just sort of the game's just so sort of draw it draws you in when even when you don't want to, you wanna you don't want to buy anything. You're gonna save for a certain, a certain player or a certain team, and then it just draw, draws you back in. You can't oh, certainly speak for myself. It's just, I can't help myself sometimes. I, I do the exact same. So I've been trying to rebuild a balance. So I treated myself to Cristiano Ronaldo for my birthday um, a couple of weeks back. <laughs> so that was a bit of a, just a, a nice purchase for myself. But it's got me to a third place in last week's, or this current special weekly. So I'm either going to end up third or fourth with it. So it's already returning some value there. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so I've been trying to rebuild the, the balance. Since then, I've went on a, a shopping spree. I've got a whole bunch of new keepers, two Luka Jovic's, a Rodrigo, <laughs> some young keepers, a Jay Gorter. Um, for, for Ajax, a trend. Yeah, I was meant to be meant to be building it back up. So there's there's quite a few players that are for sale now at Highbees. If if anyone wants to have a look at them, because I need to build up a balance as well. For when, oh, as you say, Manu and Haaland at Dortmund and Bellingham and all these players that we want to see. You know, there's the rest of Serie A to come on. There's the we've still not got any much of the the Premier League and. We need to fill out Liga, League One and Bundesliga. There's just so many players that I still want to own. It's so difficult, isn't it? Yeah. I put the um, the Feyenoord keeper up for sale a couple of days ago at a price I thought no one would be interested in, but sometimes I just put players up there, try and, try and be like, and if they go, I've got you know, more than what I wanted for them, really. Um, and then I can replace them with hopefully quality. So I put the Feyenoord keeper up for just underneath. I put them up for 0.99. Um, guy messaged me, um, so I, he actually I got 0.925 for him, and I thought, right, I'll, I'll keep it there, and, um, and I'll see what what comes up. And I was sort of scanning through, and I put an offer on on Van der Voort a couple of hours later, and uh, not expecting it to be accepted. I think it's 0.88 maybe around that, and it got accepted within a few minutes. So that's basically um, all, all my balance gone within within a couple of hours of, of having it. I, sort of, I wasn't sure how to sort of spend it because I like the utility of midweek with the European games. Yeah. I was thinking about the Sparta Rotterdam um, keeper and then and then maybe going for a Ford because I'm probably short of a Ford, so I could have probably got like, the, the Rotterdam keeper and a very good Ford for that for that price. But then I might have struggled in, in midweek. So yeah, I think I that's ahead. a good upgrade. That's definitely a, sounds like a, a good upgrade to me. Yeah, I, I'm delighted to get him for less than um, less than I sold. Than I sold for. He's he one that I've looked at for for a long time, but obviously haven't been able to um, to afford. I've put in a few few trade offers. I think I offered um, I've offered Pavel, um, maybe not for Van der Voort, for, for other players. I want I've offered maybe four or five cards. Is uh, he's rejected? He's been a bit stingy lately compared to when I first joined. <laughs> yeah, it's always a bit, a bit of a struggle to know how to spend the balance, and certainly how to keep the balance there for me. Well, it's certainly not been on any older players. I'm just looking. You only have two players that are over 25 years old. Yeah. Well, apart, apart from Shawcross. <laughs> he's, a, he's the limited collectible. Yes, he yeah, yeah. He, um, he won't be moving. Uh, he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be staying there till, uh, t- till I finish on this platform in many, many years. Do you think you'll try and get the, the short number? I suppose I, it doesn't really matter. It's not a, it's not a Stoke one, is it? So it's... No, I I actually did think about it, but then I thought, no, I'm just going to get Shawcross in, in the gallery. He can just sit there looking pretty. Yeah. Um, unless I get a limited side to give, I can use him in. Um, I'm happy to just um, to leave him there. I, I have, a, I did have a couple of other, like quality over 25s, but I had to let them go. Well, not had to, but I did let them go to um, to bankroll sort of um, Vendel, uh, Van der Voort. Um, got Theo Hernandez back in this week as well so I've, I've lowered the average age was pretty low in my gallery as it was but I've, uh, I've lowered it somewhat over the last week even more and who is the, the favorite who have you got the most hope for hopes for out of all those youngsters my um my other half is is polish and when i signed this player 
I, I said I've got the uh, the next uh, the next Polish wonder kid, uh, Shiman- Sebastian Shimanski. Yeah. I um I bought him in the in the summer. Uh, I can't remember who for, but I've managed to do a deal and got him for 0.2. I think he's going for almost almost double that now. I think he's maybe his lowest in the market the other day was about 0.38, and he's just been in red hot form. Um, he's, he's in every single under 23 line. This is the first week, so he's got a tough. Fix. I can't remember off the top of my head who's got this. Week. I think he's got a tough fix this. So I've put him in the global this week, but in my four card wins, I think he's been in in three of them and and captain um, a couple of times. I, I'm still unsure when I'd want him to make the big moves. Or SO5 related, his scores could take a dip, but I'm also not going to turn my nose up if he ended up at a, a massive um, European club. At, Barca or Madrid or, or came to um, to England, so it's a bit of a um, bit of a tough one. But yeah, he's been um, he's performed better than I could have ever imagined, really. Um, yeah, I, I really like him. I, I just sold one of one of them, so I've got one left. So solid. The um, there's a couple of uh, I've got Theo back. He's a little bit up, and I had him before, and um, that was at the beginning when I was making quite still make errors now. I've made quite a lot of mistakes. I traded him in when I. I thought about moving up to Division Three, and I actually traded him in for a couple of um, average, well, young super rares that I took a chance on that would require a lot of patience. Obviously, DMP quite a lot, so I was happy to get him back in. I'm hoping that he's half a chance of maybe moving to moving on to maybe PSG. I'd love to see the schools that he could get. He could get there and the value that possibly he could attract um, if he moved there. And also uh, one that's not in my gallery that I've been trying to desperately to get for about six weeks now but nobody's biting unsurprisingly is Charles de Ketelow um I, I've tried moved heaven and earth to try and get him in um looks I, very good doesn't he yeah I, I just the trouble is I don't want to part with someone like Shimansky or whatever but I just don't I mean I, don't, I wouldn't want to deposit to try and get him with the price he's at at the moment to be honest I think that I do think his price this time next year I, I could uh, be well out of my reach and I think that I've seen he's been linked to a big move I'm not sure where but maybe in January um, if not next summer but yeah I didn't watch their game last night but apparently he looked very good I saw the uh, the highlights reel on Twitter um, earlier of him last night yes I saw that as well he's he, he looks the real deal doesn't he I think I was worried whether he was going to get the, the game time there because they've got a lot of decent midfielders and pretty solid midfielders at a decent age You've obviously got Vanekin as a, as a star. Was he ever going to be able to, to push through? But yeah, it seems to be seems to be the the, the real thing. Yeah, com- completely agree. If I um well, if I pull him, obviously I'd I'd rather pull a Donnarumma if I if I finish say top three or or a, an Mbappe. But if I pulled um De Kessler, I uh, I would be I'd be jumping for joy for about a week. I think. Yeah, a few people have been raving about him on the um, on the timeline. Or obviously, before I joined, I'd, well, I'd be looking at this midweek fix, just thinking, "Oh, PSG, Chelsea, they'll uh, they'll beat these um, beat these clubs from sort of the lesser leagues." But now I've joined so rare, and I've, I've seen how good players are, sort of the Zenit players, the, the Club Rouge players. I'm thinking, yeah, they'll they'll probably get beaten, but I'll actually realise that there's some very good footballers there. More so that now you've joined the platforms and seen what they can do and take a lot more interest in them. But sort of people were saying to me at work that Chelsea should get a comfortable win. And I said that Zenit aren't, aren't a bad side at all. Um, they've got some very, very good players. It sort of opened your eyes to um, 
to to the to these leagues, and which I'd have no idea about before I before I joined. Yeah, I'm the same. So I'm I'm starting to to branch out. As I said, I've got some Asian and I've got some American lineups there. I've got a couple of players in in other leagues like Mexican leagues and the, the Turkish league. And just on that, I think we've had an announcement in the last well since we've been recording in the last. 20 minutes that another Mexican club are, are on the platform, Pumas, Mexico. I saw Pumas. something fla- flash up on my phone, but I didn't I didn't I didn't open it. Yeah, I saw they in Twitter. I thought just before we came on the pod, it said 25 minutes till the new club launch. I was wondering who it was going to be. Yeah, so our first Mexico City Club, Club Universidad Nacional Association Saval, or simply Pumas. <laughs> so I think we'll we'll just stick to Pumas. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. So it's good, great to see, isn't it? So another one of the Mexican Mexican teams added. That's going to bring other fans from from that side of the world, and it's a, a global game. There's going to be the ability to pick, you know, some of their star players, players that maybe move on to the Argentinian or Brazilian leagues and, and take that step up, or those that are maybe sitting there ready for that move to to Europe as well. And there's also the the other side of becoming an expert in, in these niche leagues and using that to your advantage. We have the, the midweeks or periods where there's lesser games on and, and having a knowledge or having an understanding of these leagues and what players to be picking up for them can, can really you know, work to your advantage. So, yeah, I think often teams like this get over overlooked by the, the vast majority of, of the user base. But I think there's definitely... Some, and, and myself included, right? There's only so many players I can, I can own and there's only so many clubs that I can can really spend that time understanding. But for those who, who do put in that time, there's there's definitely rewards there. Yeah, um, so I completely agree with you. Even if myself uh, at this current time, I certainly won't be um, be be buying any of the, any of the players from from Pumas, but I'll, I'll be on the on the auctions looking at the prices that these players go for, and probably doing a bit of research as to who the stars are in these sides. And it's just great to see that, like I said, a global game that people from Mexico are now going to be interested in. So rare getting the, the sort of the game out there and different bringing more users on board. The um, so when you thing I enjoy also is um, the Discord. You get to chat to people from sort of all, all corners of the globe, really. You get guys sort of on different time zones. I'm having a chat trying to buy or sell a player, and you've got someone's waiting, or the other guy might be waiting three or four hours for a response because you're chatting for sort of sometimes the other side of the world to people. It really is crazy. I, I looked the other day there, and there's over, I know the team have said there's, there's over something like 120 different nationalities playing the game. So different nationalities that own one NFT at least. And there's over 80 of those nationalities that have tuned into the, the podcast it's it's quite crazy and in a, a month's time we've got a guy from australia joining and yeah trying to work with those time zones and make sure he's not having to get up at 3am in the morning so that we can record is is fun but it's, it's amazing to see isn't it that you have and these interactions with so many different nationalities over a, a football game yes that's quite cool yeah it's really cool and incredible to think really i mean i must I must admit, I, I regret not joining, um, not joining sooner. The uh, with how much fun I'm having on it, and um, how far I think that the game, the game can develop. That's it. Well, you're, you're in now, so <laughs> your young lineups this this game week. What nationalities and who who are you supporting? 
uh, this weekend. Yeah, um, we've got three lineups in, don't we? We've got Global Under 23s, Challenger, and an All Star. Yep. So um, I've I've got quite a few of my players have, have got tough games, which um, seems to be a theme over the last two or three weeks. Uh, I've tried to go with my well, I think I'll be my best side in the under 23s again. So I've signed Van der Voort recently. He's, he's straight in um, with Theo, who Juve haven't looked quite as good this year, but still a tough game for Milan. Boscagli, another player who I think I vaguely heard of before I've joined. Um, I, I signed in the summer and uh, he scored a couple of screamers lately. I've, I, uh, I've captained him a couple of times in the, I think in the Global All-Stars. Just seems a really consistent scorer. Then, obviously, Vendor and then uh, Carlson, um, who's due a big score. I've been saying this for about a month now, I think. Mm-hmm. He's, he's uh, I think he's due a, a, um, a big score. They've got, they got five, no, they've got, I think uh, PSV have got Feyenoord. I think they've got Heracles. So um, he has been, I think he DMP'd um, either last week or the week before. So hopefully he starts and can, can bang a, a couple in. Um, but yeah, I, think, I really want, I've won. A reward in the global before, but never in, in Challenger. I've gone for um, Safanov, who there was a bit of a worry for about. Do you see? He got, I don't know if the reason he was left out. Maybe about three weeks ago, he was left out. Um, yeah. There's rumours of going to Zenit. Um, I don't know if he an attitude problem or something. I couldn't find any information on him whatsoever because he wasn't in the Russia squad either for the international break. So I was I was really starting to get worried because he was obviously um, one I was banking on being starting every week. So um, I'm glad he regained his place pretty soon. And then uh, Max Hayden assigned uh, Maxim Diarpino, who seems yep. to be a pretty consistent scorer. And then Joel Mario, who's also been re- really quiet lately. End of last season, start of this season, he, he was banging 70s, 80s for fun, but he's had a quiet month. And uh, he didn't play yesterday, so hopefully that means that he, he's definitely playing at the weekend after a little rest. And he'll yeah. come back, bang a 90. <laughs> I hope so. I think I've, I don't know if I've captained him or Hainan. I'm not sure. I think it's Hainan. It yeah. was a, a really strong lineup that though. So I'd be surprised if I, I know it's getting really competitive and you need if all the stars to align nowadays, don't you, to, to be in with the, the prizes? But that's as strong a lineup as you can really be putting out. I think. Yeah, this is the first week that I've I've, I've always had sort of the odd the odd headache about who's playing, but I've left out some real well. I see is real quality this this week. Foeman, Fleming, Sequet, Cockchill, all aren't in, and a couple, couple of others. So um, I'm hoping I don't have a, a DMP because I'll be, I'll be cursing the no, the no substitutions again, um, which uh, seems to be a regular theme. But I know I'm no, not the, the only one that will be cursing that. And uh, but that's all, all part of the game, I guess. That's uh, I know that's been, <laughs> been talked <laughs> about an, an awful lot recently, hasn't it? So yeah. I don't know what my, my, I think my gut feel is no subs, but there's definitely something that needs to be done to take away the, the DNP feel because it quite quickly ruins a, a lineup, doesn't it? There's just, they're completely gone. And I know there's argument that, well, there's, you can do more re- research and, and avoid that, but sometimes you can't. I think there's some things that happen really short notice and, particularly in, in, in certain leagues, access to information is not necessarily always there. So for those who are playing in the, the Asian League, I think changes to, to lineups, who's in squads, that information might be a, a lot more difficult to, to access than the main European leagues that we're, we're used to following. So, 
yeah, some something in there. I think hopefully the with the, the new game design, there'll there'll be some kind of. I'm I'm pretty mixed on it. I'll be, originally, I was completely against them, but I've had a couple lately where I think that I've, if I'd have had had someone to fill in there, I'd have been sort of a great chance for a reward. So I'm I'm pretty mixed, and I think if there were subs, I'm not sure how they work. Would you would you pick a player to come in beforehand, or was it as soon as you see they're a DMP, they're on the block, they haven't played, you pick whoever you want. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's really hard to do just, you you would almost need to have five subs, so a a sub per player, because if you only had one, there's so many different ways of abusing the the system, Um, it it becomes quite difficult and it becomes a much more complex game. And I know something the team have always tried to look at is how do you make this the most simple pick up and play game that you can? So... We already have onboarding issues, you've said yourself, about maybe not quite understanding the, the whole picture of the game. Why was this Kaylor Navas going for such a high price? Because he was a unique. So that obviously is due to the tournament structure and the divisions and the, the different scarcities. So adding a, another element into there, does that like make it even more complex and harder to onboard the casual user? Do you want yeah. the casual user? What is the, the target audience? If you're you're looking for the millions, do you want those who are going to be dedicated and able to... Because as well, I suppose if you have subs, you then need 10 players or six players for a lineup. So there's cost implications and barrier to, to entry. Thoughts it's, around that as well? There are, it's not going to be easy for the server. I think whatever they do, there's going to be people that are happy and there's going to be people that are unhappy. And as, as the game evolves and as sort of we expand and grow, there's going to be... The sort of hard decisions that Sir have to make that sometimes they're not going to be able to, to please everyone. Um, but I've seen nothing so far that says to me that if they do get it slightly wrong, then they'll, they're quick to rectify it. I mean, I've got I've got faith that they will they will get it right. Um, I'd be I'd be keen to see this progression bar or what they um, what they do with the substitutions because I'm guessing if the subs come in, would they have some kind of modifier sort of percentage? Lost on them from their score. Um, like I think you would have to. I think you would have to. Something, some, something. Um, but just touching on the sort of how complicated it is. Obviously, when you've been on even for a few days, it becomes very easy once you've got used to everything. But I've I've managed to get one of my mates to sign up um, and uh, explaining it to him. It has actually sort of hit home to me how complicated it is for someone just starting up. You know, I was saying about the, the rookie league, the commons. So I'm saying now you've got a division five, you, you you have these commons, but you're going to use one common, but that's in division four, not five. The limiteds you can't use anywhere else but division five. The rares you can only use in division four, and then division three you can use all rares, but you can have two super rares. And then they're only just getting their head around the game. They want to play SO five, and obviously, to me, you're throwing all this information at them. Yeah. It's just there's so, so much to take on board. It's just really daunting, and let alone the crypto side of the game, getting getting the money in there via ramp stuff stuff like that. I just think it's so much to take in, which is no doubt why people. And I'm guessing there's thousands of people that try to join or have joined and just been put off. And um, I think it does have to become more simple. Um, how they go about it is is going to be sort of up to the so rare team. Exactly. Yeah, some some good points there. I think it's, it's it's not an easy challenge, isn't it? Is it? There's, as you said, there's going to be some people who are, are not happy with whatever decisions are made, and that's that's part and parcel of, of any change. And you just have to kind of adapt with this. 
I think you have to have, as we've talked about, not over-investing in the, the platform, being comfortable with, with what you've, you've put in there, obviously doing it with the view of having fun, but knowing that this platform has still got a lot of changes and a lot of iterations to, to come and it will evolve. So it won't look like what it looks like today or looked like six months ago when, when you joined. We didn't have the, the limited card and that's changed the, the whole ecosystem, hasn't it? There was people really worried about what that would do for the rare demand. And I think well, I've not really seen any issues there um, whatsoever. And it's, it's only been a short period of time, but I think we have to be accepting that there is going to be big change coming on, on Surya. The team will be looking to, to get that right for the vast majority of users. And there will be edge use cases, Ed, that, yeah, people are not quite as pleased with what goes on there as as others. But overall, yeah. I think we're we're going in the right direction, aren't we? Yeah, I can I completely agree. I mean, there's always going to be with every every platform, there's going to be ranters and ravers, and probably to my to my detriment, I'm I'm not one of those. That if I'm not happy, I'm not going to come online and start shouting from the rooftops. Um, obviously, it worked to my detriment on FI, who I was sort of just plodding along. But there's going to be there's going to be changes along the way. Um, there's only, like I say, 36,000 youth on a on a global a global game. This, I mean, if we get to the millions, and imagine in two three years' time, the game will probably be completely unrecognisable, possibly from now. If they develop SO5 to SO8, SO11, the subs, and you know, there could be I don't know commission coming in. I'm guessing somewhere somewhere down the line. I think we just got we've got to be as players. We've got to be ready. I mean, it's still in its infancy, really. We've just got to be ready. For these changes sometimes they're going to work in our favor and sometimes not and we just got to adapt that's it yep i think spot on i had uh, mario i was doing okay in the interviews but mario was a dmp yesterday so this looks like i'm going to hopefully hit the um hit the eth in the in the global and hopefully do well this weekend but uh nice yeah. i barely I, I hardly ever hit the ETH for some reason it always seems to be the team that I have a i do not play in i've got I've got two and one this week, Dembele and Schick. The um the ETH sort of um even sort of uh that's not my main target. I sort of don't turn my nose up if I'm hitting that sort of point two say four or five times a month. That's quite a nice little earner. I mean, it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was sort of, it can be over fifty quid uh, sometimes. So exactly, when I'm looking at some of the players I'm bidding for, some of the like the lower end or like not even that, like Luka Jovic. I've got a couple of him. Um, and that's only a couple of ETH wins, really, when you look at it that way. And it feels really cheap. I think we've got used to that 0.02 and whether or not it, it will be the same in the new model is yet to be seen. But oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to some clarification on that and, um, and seeing yeah. what it is. One, one thing that I um, I don't know if it's going to be possible or something they're considering is that if I wanted to move up to Division 3, I wouldn't mind there being an option maybe just for the top three, five to win a, win a super rare in Division 4, or maybe the limiteds, the top very few, win a rare card, gives them a chance to progress to the, to the higher divisions. Because I was looking at a couple of the cheaper super rares. Um, Batail, Batail from Antwerp, he's out yep. now. Nicholas Raskin I was looking at. But there, I thought rather than buying sort of an okay super rare, I've just gone for quality rares. I think could win me cards in Division Four, and I think that's probably the the better option in all honesty at this stage. So the I don't think the lower tiered super rares really are that valuable at the moment, and it's yet to be seen if 
they'll get a, a bit of a, a boost at some stage. And with the, the new iteration, I hope they, they will. Because um, I think Division 2 and Division 3 are probably the most suffering at times. Um, and, and that's part of the growing pains as well, I think. There has You have to give time for enough super rares, enough uniques, enough rares to get in the hands of enough managers to be able to compete. And as we've yeah. had more and more clubs coming on, that's becoming more and more possible. And we'll, and we'll see it over time. But yeah, I think it's it can be difficult to make that decision whether to, to move up or, or not. And that's something I think that Surreal need to, to get right and is one of their focuses in the, the upcoming changes is the, the progression paths, giving people a, a clear, this is how I, I progress. So naturally you think I'll go from D4 to D3 to D2 to D1. Is that really possible in the current setup? And so giving others viable paths, and it might not be. And so I don't think I'll ever be playing in, in Division 1, and that's fine, right? But I need to know what my yeah. progression pathway does look like. And, and that might be to, to building up more superior teams that, that enter Division 2 as it currently is. So, yeah, I think it's that's that's one of the big ones on, on the pad, isn't it, for, for this update, making sure that users can come in and understand how they, they progress and, and move forward. And, and hopefully the what's been previously called the, the progress bar, I don't know if that's what they'll go with, but I think that was a good way of kind of explaining what they're looking to do is allow you to build up your progress as you enter on a, a week-by-week basis and gain rewards. And you know, I think they, they talked about there being variable rewards, being able to build up cards or build up ETH, if that's what you, you want to do, or even maybe XP for players. So that, that would be interesting. I definitely think the, the training teams need to be, be thought about as part of that. Even just a, a quick fix update to to make that a, a bit of a nicer experience. It does seem that they're taking their, their time over it, which I'd rather, rather than trying to rush something out, because Absolutely. people say, Where, where's this? What, what's going on? I'd rather, if it's going to be slightly late, I'd rather it just slightly after, they said summer, but if, they, if it's slightly after summer and it's they get it right, I'd rather that than then rush it out tomorrow. It's not quite ready. Um, people aren't happy, because then people are just, the same people that are probably going to complain that, that it's come out late, are they going to be the same people saying that they, they don't like it and so I've rushed it out so there's got to be some sort of little bit of common ground and just sort of give them the space they need of obviously develop their site the, the team at so rare has expanded quite a lot since I've joined and they probably need to expand quite a lot more for the users coming on board it's still a very small team and with the more skilled people that sort of they get on board the more the more slick things will become in the future yep absolutely it's just a, a process isn't it it's little by little and you can't get everything overnight so we, we will see these these enhancements evolve over time and I think that controlled way is is good as you say you don't want it to be to be rushed you want it to come once it's ready and it's been properly tested and as you said with the, the small amount of staff that they, they have that is growing but they are they are stretched there's so so many new users as we said 3300 in the last week and if just 10 percent of them need to ask a question or two, need some onboarding help, yeah. have problems with funding, have problems accessing their wallet or connecting their, their wallet, have a question about how the game works. Do you know, that, that's, that's a lot of, of admin that needs to be looked after by the, the customer service guys. So, yeah, not... Before the limiteds um, 
came in was it about 24,000 users and out of 36,000. So that's basically a 50% increase in a little over a month. I mean, that's that's huge. That's probably, um, I don't know what they, they sort of um, estimated or or what, to be honest, but I think that's, that's bigger than I was anticipating in such a short amount of time. And the, the price of Limited's way, way above what I what I thought, which um, well, I'm hoping is a, a good thing moving forward for the price of rares, super rares, uniques, etc. I'm sure it will. It should should naturally filter yeah, filter yeah. up that way if if there is a, a progression or a desire to progress up upwards. Um, you can see the benefit of or the excitement you get at, at one level. You may want to expand that out into a to another. So limited into to rares and, and do both of them. Give yourself a, an extra shot at these prizes. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly right. I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing. Uh, what the, um, the progression bar um, is all about, and uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to get it right. Yeah, should be good. Looking forward to it too. Thanks very much for um, having me on. I'm a regular, regular listener as I'm, I'm doing chores around the, the house that the uh, the other half has has got me to do. And uh, yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing, and hopefully, uh, yeah, chat to you on on Twitter or Discord uh, in the next few weeks. Absolutely, Potter. Thank you very much for, for coming on. It's been a, a good chat and I think you, you need to have a, a chat with the other half to, to say not to leave all these tasks for you. <laughs> There's no chance of that. No chance of that. She's got you <laughs> got you well set. Good honour. At least you've got Szymanski. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be getting in a race by another soon. That's it. So that brings us to the end of today's Sorry Air Global Fantasy Football Podcast. I hope you found it useful. And as always, if you could like, subscribe and leave a review, then we can help introduce the fantastic concept to more users. See you next time.